Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Our spiritual condition, in other words, How we relate in our lives, spiritually to God, affects our physical well-being. There is much that goes on in the inner part of man that in the spiritual realm that we can't see, that you can't go and get a test of, you can't be hooked up to some wires and watch the doctor go through on it. You can't run through an MRI and find it, but the spiritual health affects our physical well-being. Today, Pastor Mark says that often in our lives, we're looking for a quick fix or a super pill to provide what's lacking. Physically, some traditional medicine is necessary, but we can't ignore the fact that Scripture says a cheerful, glad, joyful heart is a cure for many of the ailments of life. We learn that science backs this up with studies that prove that a good, healthy chuckle decreases the stress hormone cortisol. It increases the endorphins that promote healing. The bad goes down and the good goes up. You see, laughter really is the best medicine. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22. We had part one of his message entitled, A Good Dose of Medicine. Let's turn in our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs 17, 22. Once there was a king who was terribly unhappy. The king's advisors told him that there was only one cure. Find a man who is happy and bring his shirt back to you so you could put it on. Well, so immediately the king dispatched messengers to find the shirt of a happy man. They finally found a man who was incredibly happy, but he was so poor, he didn't own a shirt. (laughs) Our happiness and joy, are they possible in our lives, or are they elusive and just out of reach, as this ancient tale has shared with us. Often in our lives, we are looking for a quick fix, a super pill to provide what is lacking. Now, there's nothing wrong with medicine. All of us sometimes have to be on those things. Somebody was visiting us recently, and they, had, they brought this bag. It was about as big as their suitcase of their vitamins and all that kind of jazz. I don't know what they eat for breakfast. Couldn't have room for much, but... Tonight, the Bible tells us that there is one dose of medicine that will cure much of what ails us in our life. 2,000 years ago, Aristotle said this, Laughter is a bodily exercise precious to health. 3,000 years ago, 
A thousand years before Aristotle, King Solomon said this, what you're looking at, verse 22. He said, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. 3,000 years ago, Solomon said this, if we would have a cheerful, glad, joyful heart, that is a cure for many of the ailments of life. Laughter from a cheerful heart brings healing. Just plain old laughter. What does science tell us today? We're 3,000 years from this. We're 2,000 years from where Aristotle said it. What, what does science say to us today about joy and laughter? Well, they've proven three things. Let me give them to you. I don't have them on the overhead, but you can just listen to them. Laughter, uh, it, the body's response to good humor, uh, decreases our stress hormones. They've actually proven that. The stressor hormones that we have in our body are decreased when we laugh. Second, the stress hormone cortisol is, which I just shared with you, is decreased, but the mood elevating endorphins, those, those hormones that go through our body that just bring the kind of like a happy pill to us, those endorphins are increased when we laugh. So the bad goes down and the good goes up. And here's the third thing they found, which I think is really interesting. A little chuckle also gives our immune system a boost by increasing the activities of cells that play a fundamental role in destroying viruses that are within our body. An old, healthy laugh. Now turn with me to Proverbs 17.22. I'm going to give you five or six things tonight. I encourage you to write them down to memorize those and work through these as we share this passage of Scripture this week. The first is this. Our spiritual condition, in other words, how we relate in our lives spiritually to God, affects our physical well-being. There is much that goes on in the inner part of man that in the spiritual realm that we can't see, that you can't go and get a test of, you can't be hooked up to some wires and watch the doctor go through on it. You can't run through an MRI and find it, but the spiritual health affects our physical well-being. It, it has its roots everywhere from the mind to every part of our body. Look at Proverbs 17.22. Look at the last part of it. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. So laughter, joyous, is good medicine, but we have the opposite. A crushed spirit dries up the bone. Now, that means if I'm depressed, if I'm without hope, if I'm angry, if I'm fearful, then the good things of laughter are negated totally. And then it begins to affect me negatively in my physical health as well as spiritual. Now, turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Our spiritual condition affects our physical well-being. Proverbs 18, 14 says this, A man's spirit sustains him in sickness, but a crushed spirit 
who can bear. I, I know this has happened to you. A man's spirit sustains him in sickness. I know you visited a person or two in the hospital who were very, very sick. And you went in wondering, man, what, what can I say? I, I know they're really, really sick. How am I going to handle it? And you go in, and what happens in 15 minutes as you leave, guess who built who up? You been there? You walk in and you go, I don't know how I'm going to build this person up. And the person that's sick in the bed encourages you so much, you leave feeling about this big. Because they're in the bed and they're with joy. They know they're facing life-threatening thing and yet they send us out with joy. There was more joy in the bed than there was in the guy and the gal that came in the room. Well, how can that be? That's what the scripture says. They encouraged us and brought joy. A man's spirit sustains him in sickness. Well, how did this happen? How did that person have a joyful spirit in spite of horrible circumstances? How can we have a joyful heart? Here's point number two. Turn with me to John 10.10, 10, if you will. Number two, get this or you miss it all. Real joy is only found in a personal relationship with Jesus. Let me share with you a true story. Some years ago, a depressed, nervous wreck of a man made a visit to the most famous doctor in London. As he shared his depression and just the funk he was in, the doctor's advice to him was this. You need to have a good laugh. So go down and hear Jamaldi, the famous clown. All London, after hearing him, are holding their sides because they can't stop laughing. If you go and listen to this man and his humor and his laugh, it will cure you for sure. But the visitor straightened himself and he said to the doctor, Doctor, I am Jamaldi. You see, we put on a lot. We kind of share that we have it all together. And here the famous clown outwardly looked fine, but inwardly he was lacking something. Well, why? You see, the world is looking for real joy, but always in the wrong places. Real joy can only be found in Jesus Christ. Look at John 10.10. 10. verse you have memorized. Let's look at it. The thief, Satan, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I, circle the word, I have come that they might have life and life to the full. You remember someone has said you might have it spilling out of every pore. I. Real life and joy is only found in a person, Jesus Christ. Amazing to me that Satan does so well in his marketing schemes and strategies. He has convinced most people in our world, has convinced most people that the only place of fun and laughter is in his kingdom. Going after power and possessions and pride. He's convinced people of that. And if you want to be sad, if you want to be funky, then go to church. 
Because there's no joy there. There's no happiness there. There's only legalism and there's only people that just suck the joy right out of there. There couldn't be anything there. That's exactly wrong. Church is not a place of boredom. Church is not a place of gloom and misery. Church is a place where the joy of the Lord is. Is that true? Now, what is the difference between joy and happiness? Let me give you a great definition. Let's go through it. Because there's a huge difference between joy and happiness. doesn't mean now that a Christian can't be happy. But the Christian's basis is about joy. We certainly can be happy. Happiness depends on the circumstances of life. But joy, write it down, depends on God. It's hugely different. doesn't mean we can't be happy. We certainly can. You see, joy is a deep, settled confidence that God is in control of every aspect of our lives. Joy, a deep, settled confidence that it's going to be all right because God is in control, Romans 8, 28, of every aspect and detail of our life. So see, real joy goes beyond happiness. Now, let me ask you a question tonight. As a Christian, and I'd like you just on your, on your notes to rate yourself from zero to five, five being superb and zero being not very good. On a scale of one to five, are you really enjoying your Christian life or just kind of going through the motions? Just enduring it. It's okay, but rate yourself. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you really enjoying it? Or are you just kind of halfway, some days, some days not? Or, man, just, just not there right now. Rate yourself. Rate yourself. We'll look at that as we go through. How can I change that? How can I even prove that even if I'm a, a five tonight? Now remember, doesn't it doesn't depend on the circumstances because it comes from God. Now, I don't know whether you know this or not, but there are laughing clubs that started in India in 1995 as a, as a plain way to laugh. And the idea was to get people at 6.30 in the morning... Come on now, 6.30 in the morning, they're out in this field, and what they're doing, this psychologist went over, they're just laughing, and the traditional last session begins with a ho-ho and a ha-ha, it focuses on proper breathing, goes about a half hour in length, the, laugh, the laughter helps a person breathe in properly, pushing out from the diaphragm. There's then hundreds of laughing exercises, there's no jokes or anything, just laughing. Now you say, no way. Well, there's 500 of those in India now, and there's like 20 or 30 already big clubs in the United States where they go just to laugh. And I think it's actually great. And do you know numbers of the reports from people that they're being healed of crazy physical things in their bodies? You say, well, it's impossible. Well, no, it isn't. What did at the beginning Solomon say? A cheerful heart. But it goes beyond the physical aspect because there has to be a spiritual aspect involved in our lives. Too many Christians 
have lost the childlike perspective of life. Recent studies show this. Kids laugh five, excuse me, 400 times a day. How many for adults? 15. Is that amazing? And what did Jesus say about children? Unless you become like... <laughs> Why not? Why not? You see, interestingly enough, we need to be more joyful. Now, it takes more than a laughing club. It takes more than watching some old Three Stooges movies. It takes more than, well, doing all kinds of things. It's a neat little thing, the way to take pressure off. But God's talking about more than a laughing club. And you see, the fruit of the Spirit is joy. It comes from God. Look on the overhead, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy. You see, when Jesus comes into our lives... When we have a real relationship with him, it brings joy. Now you say, well, then why are some Christians without joy? Because of this. Turn to James 1, 2. And here's the point number three tonight. Real joy is our choice. Choice. It comes from abiding in the vine, John 15. But how we express it, is our choice. James 1, 2. Consider it pure terror, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. No, James tells us something that's very hard to do. In fact, you and I cannot do it without the Spirit's help. You can't grin and bear it when things are disastrous, but you can still have joy. James 1, 2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You see, the seriousness of life should never steal our joy and laughter. Now, we know in the Bible, sure I know this in the Bible. The Bible tells us there is a time to laugh and there is a time to cry. We know that. But overall, God's joy has nothing to do with those kind of circumstances. It has nothing to do with age or money. Spurgeon said this, Believers are not dependent upon circumstances. Their joy comes not from what they have, but from what they are. Not from where they are, but whose they are. Not from what they enjoy, but that which suffered for them was by the Lord. You see, what we have tonight comes because we're attached to the vine. But it's a choice. It's a choice. When I ask you to rate from five to zero, the joy is there. God's power is there. What are we choosing? Why so little laughter? Why so little joy when that is the fruit of the Spirit? Now, I'll just quote this verse for you. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. That means 
when I have the joy of the Lord, it's part of God's nature, it's His gift to me, it enables me to live with power and assurance no matter what the circumstances. It's actually supernatural. That's why you can lay in that hospital bed. That's why you can be under all that heavy load and still have joy. Because we know it's going to be all right. We know, in spite of what happens here, it's going to be all right. You see, God designed our lives to be full of joy and laughter and excitement regardless. We must choose to enjoy life. Now, turn back to Proverbs chapter 15. Let me give you the fourth one. Real joy shows outwardly. It's on our face. It's in our demeanor. It's the way we act. It's the way we live. You know, it's amazing, and I don't know whether, I don't really know what this is all about. So few people whistled today. I used to, when I was working in the hospital, the pharmacy for those years, I'd whistle a lot. People knew, here he comes, the whistler. Well, usually when you're whistling, what are you? You're happy. Have you had a canary in your house? Man, just, just loving it. Sun comes in, man, they're turned on. There it goes. Just whistling. Just singing and beautiful. Is there a song in your heart tonight? Is there a joy in your step tonight? You see, if it's here, it's supposed to come outwardly. Well, look at what it says. Proverbs 15, 13. It says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Look at this picture. One of my favorite. We have it in the bookstore. I have it at home. You know it. What is it? Smiling Jesus. This is what real joy looks like. Now, I'm supposed to be like Jesus. Happy, smiling Jesus. Do you love to be around people? Can you imagine anybody that wouldn't want to be around Jesus? Can you imagine anybody that wouldn't want to be around you or me? We're not perfect, but more often than not, we don't represent that very well. More often than not, there's a frown rather than a smile. More often than not, there's kind of a dragging of the feet instead of a in our step. But it shouldn't be that way. Because the joy of the Lord is my You say, Well, Pastor Mark, you don't know my circumstances. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. Look it down at verse 15. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Okay, we just learned our spiritual condition affects our physical well-being. Some people will do anything in pursuit of happiness, only to wind up more empty and sick than they were before. Remember, real joy can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. This kind of joy is lasting and is a deep, settled confidence that God's in control of every aspect of your life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Real joy depends on God. Scripture tells us that Jesus came to give us life so we could live it to the full. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark agrees that it's hard to grin and bear it when circumstances are heavy on our heart, but reminds us what God's Word promises. All things work together for our good if we love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Be sure and tune in next time. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear